With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, Dan Baker, you're only half right tonight because Bill Furman is AWOL. He's dealing with something on the home front, so looks like it's just going to be me for a while. And then uh, our guest, Ed Barkowitz, joining me very, very shortly. But anyway, it is July 13, 2022. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you as usual by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorn and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm Chet, Jim Chesco, Bill Furman. May or may not join us at some point. We shall see. Uh, boy, the Phillies let a golden opportunity slip by over the weekend. They won the first couple of games in St. Louis, then lost the next two, and then lost a tough one-run game in Toronto Tuesday night. The Eagles report to camp in 13 days. Circle your calendar for July 26th. We have show number 400 from Philly Press Box Radio coming up this Sunday live at the Irish Rover Station House. We're going to talk lots about that later on in the show. Always plenty to talk about on the Philly sports scene, including the Flyers today uh, deciding they're not going to go after Johnny Goodrow. A lot of fans not unhappy or not happy about that. Uh, looks like it's going to be more of the same old, same old with the Flyers going forward, and that is not a great thing. Anyway, we are halfway now into the baseball season, the All-Star game coming up next Tuesday. The Phillies, despite some injuries and recent struggles, those three straight losses, uh, they're hanging in there. They're one game out in terms of the wild card standings, and uh, yeah, uh, they have to get things together a little more if they're going to truly compete. We will talk lots about the Phillies on this evening's show. We do have a great guest tonight making a return visit with us. He is former Philadelphia Daily News sports writer Ed Barkowitz, and he's doing some freelancing these days for the Inquirer slash Daily News. And Ed, hopefully you can join us. Uh, we're having some connection issues with Ed. He is up in North Jersey at the Meadowlands for something special going on up there. And let's see if we can get Ed right now. Ed Barkowitz, uh, what's going on? Where are you, man? Hey, how you doing, Jim? Uh, I am up in uh, the Meadowlands uh, at a sports betting conference. Uh, I hope the, the uh, internet connection holds out uh, for our chat here. It's been a little spotty as far as that is concerned. But, uh, yeah, up here in the really hot Meadowlands. Yeah, uh, you're at this uh, betting expo, the SBC Summit. Tell us about that. What is going on up there? It's a two- or three-day thing. Uh, what are they telling you about? Yeah, it's it, it's a two-day thing um, of industry uh, insiders and experts and, um, uh, you know, a, a trade show, if you will. Uh, people come and talk about, you know, different advances within uh, you know, sports betting and in the industry and uh, sort of a networking thing as well as, you know, people are starting to gear up for football. Hmm. Uh, on a side note, speaking of betting, I cannot stand those points bets commercials with Drew Brees and those uh, other three guys jumping around. They just drive me nuts every time I see them. <laughs> I had a, uh, a friend of mine, Brian Startari, who, you know, yeah. you know, in the Philadelphia media, uh, had a great tweet. He said, I, I respect what, Drew Brees did as a quarterback, but I'm sick of him living his bet life. <laughs> well, I agree wholeheartedly with Brian. 
Uh, we'll maybe we'll talk a little betting later on as you and I discuss things, but we got to talk Phillies first of all. Three straight losses and a huge game now just underway up in Toronto this evening. They have fallen back out of the third wild card spot. They're a game behind St. Louis now. The Cardinals having beaten them Sunday and Monday and then won their game last night. So uh, the uh, Phillies now on the outside looking in in terms of that final wild card spot. Is this about what you expected from them given all the recent injuries? You know, Bryce being out, Segura being out. Uh, I'm sorry, Chet, that you broke up on that last part. Are you talking about the injuries and, and whether they can sustain this? Yeah. What do you think about the Phillies as as things stand now? How are they shaping up for this stretch run here? I think we're hung up. Uh, I, I see you still, Ed, but, uh, yeah, I guess the Internet connection is not great. Um, can you hear me at all? Nope. <laughs> the damn Meadowlands. Never did like the Giants. Ed is up in North Jersey, as we said, for this betting expo. And I bet he's going to come back and things will be a little better. I sure hope so. Uh, yeah, the Phillies have a huge game tonight with uh, the second game up in Toronto. We're not going to get into the whole vaccine thing because uh, that's a very controversial thing. But it's a must-win game for the Phillies. And they do have their ace on the mound what are you expecting, Ed, tonight with Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies? Uh, well, you know, I was surprised, not surprised, but interested to see that he was even money. Uh, when you can get Zach Wheeler at even money, I think that's something that you would have to look at. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. The Phillies, I think they're starting to feel a little bit of not having Harper in the lineup. Um, you know, when Schwarber's going well, that's that's fine. but. Uh, he strikes out a lot for my liking. Um, but I think that that's part of the problem. I think, you know, as as those 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 hits become few and far between, you, you see the maybe see the players pressing a little bit. I think that you'll you'll need to see a good outing from Zach Wheeler tonight. Uh, but boy, you know, Miami, we all know what struggles they've had with Miami over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and you'd hate to see Miami pin another series loss on them going into the All-Star break. Uh, I think it's a real important game tonight uh, beyond just being, you know, where they are in the wild card standings. Yeah, it is huge. Hey, a lot of people are wondering why the Phillies don't just go ahead and name Rob Thompson, the permanent manager. He's certainly done a good job, uh, but I don't see any urgency to do it just yet. But what do you think of the job Rob Thompson has done? Well, I, 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 I'm remarkable. I mean, you know, and he had a great line that, you know, we're really playing well. And I'm not the reason for it. I think that resonates. I, I, I like when a manager says stuff like that. Uh, but I do think he is the reason for it. I think that the clubhouse, uh, from what I understand, I'm not in the clubhouse uh, uh, these days, but they sure seem to be playing uh, a lot more loose, um, frankly, a lot smarter. They, you know, the play uh, the other night, uh, uh, who made it start? Uh, covering first base. Uh, just, just, a, just a really heads-up play. Um, you see that they are playing a lot smarter. Their defense has tightened up. Their bullpen has, has gotten to the point where it's reliable. Um, you know, and a lot of times that, that happens in sports where it is just the, the case of just changing things up. Um, you know, you see in all sports, you see in hockey, especially, um, and, and, and in baseball where teams can go on a little bit of a run. Why is he not the permanent manager? That I, that I don't know. That's a question. Uh, for the front office. Maybe there's some uh, language in a contract or something like that. I, I wouldn't even begin to guess why he's not yet. The trade deadline is three weeks away. Uh, I think it's August 2nd this year. Uh, I think they still need a starting pitcher and maybe a center fielder if there's anybody available. What do you think they're going to do? I'm sorry, Jim. Can you repeat that? Yes. What do you think they will do ahead of the trade deadline? Starting pitcher, center fielder? You know, I, I'd like to think that they could, add, if they could add a starting pitcher, I think that that would be, if they can get themselves a third guy, maybe even a third and a half guy, um, just because if they can get, if they can avoid the, 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 the bottom of their rotation, I'd like to see them get 
get a get a starting pitcher, especially if you if you think Harper is going to be back by September. Um, you know, I think I'd rather see them, you know, bolster the starting rotation a little bit more. Hey, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the the Flyers because a lot of Flyers Ooh. fans are upset with them. Uh, they've made a lot of news over the last few weeks. They hired a coach. They drafted a fifth overall player in the draft uh, with a cool first name, Cutter. And they made a trade for a 26-year-old defenseman, Tony D'Angelo, who's probably better offensively than defensively. Uh, D'Angelo also is on his fourth NHL team already. And while he's a South Jersey native, he's also a guy with some baggage, some controversial statements and whatnot in his past. Was it worth it to go out and get a guy like Tony D'Angelo? I found that surprising. I mean, I understand the baggage part of it for sure. And that's an, an important part of it. Um, but I don't understand the, uh, uh, that need, uh, you know, to go and get themselves a veteran offensive defenseman uh, with Tortorella coming in. You know, I, I would, he doesn't feel like the, the kind of player that Tortorella, you know, is a Tortorella type of guy. Um, Oscar Lindblom sounds like and feels like an, uh, a Tortorella kind of guy. Um, and I know we were talking off, uh, off air about uh, Johnny Goudreau. Uh, and where it looks like they're not going to acquire him. And, uh, and frankly, I'm okay with that. I don't think that tying themselves down to a, to a 10 year, uh, $80 million deal for a, uh, for, you know, a, a, a highly talented regular season player. He had a good playoffs this year, but I just, I don't think Goudreau was the way to go. I think they have to, they have to start from scratch. And, and Tony D'Angelo to me, I I wouldn't have made that move. I just think that it's you know, they're they're not a Tony D'Angelo away from getting into the playoffs. I mean they finished well Buffalo this year if I remember right. Flyers fans are not happy, as I said, and there seems to be a lot of ire directed at the general manager Chuck Fletcher. Uh, is he on thin ice? Do you think because he's not getting them heading in the right direction? It doesn't seem. Yeah, he has to be. I mean, I I I'm surprised, frankly, that he's back given. Given what they had to give away, you know, the, the Vino thing looked like it was going in the right direction. You know, they looked like they had a foundation of defensemen, um, you know, from uh, Myers and Sanheim and Provorov. And, you know, Provorov's sort of regression is is surprising to me. I thought that he was going to be maybe a, a top two defenseman for, you know, a good six, seven years. I thought he was going to be that guy. I mean, he was eating up minutes early in his career he was a 25 28 30 minute kind of a player and he just seemed shaky back there and I, I don't I, I don't love any of the additions they've made I mean this now boy I guess this is Kevin Hayes's team um you know thinking about who who in that who in that locker room Cam Atkinson uh Sean Couturier for sure but you know the 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 nucleus of the team and then I just don't feel like they've gotten better, um, you know, in the last year or two years. And and certainly the conference and the division have gotten better, especially if Goudreau, stayed, if Goudreau goes to the Devils or the Islanders. And from last I saw, uh, the Devils were, were the, the leader uh, to get to get him. So now the Rangers are good. The Capitals are okay. The Penguins, you know, aren't what they were five years ago, but they're better than the Flyers. And as you may have heard today, the Ottawa Senators are getting that Claude Giroux. So, uh, is, is that Ottawa. happening, Chet? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks like three years, six and a half million dollars a year for Giroux. Well, he's from there. And I, I think yeah. he's always had that in, interest to play there. But uh, that tells me that, I don't know, I, is he done pursuing the Stanley Cup? You know, I mean, that's there. You're not going to Ottawa to, to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Surprising to me. Hey, you mentioned uh, the new head coach, John Tortorella. What do you think of him, and how is he going to do in Philadelphia, especially if the team is losing? Uh, he's not afraid to speak his mind toward either players or the media. Well, it, it, he will. He'll get a honeymoon period because you know this isn't his team. You know, he he still hasn't. Um, you know, the, these are the players that he inherited. I think they'll be better. Um, you know, Tortorella is, you know, he, he's a little bit of a firecracker, as you say, but he's a terrific coach. Um, and, you know, Atkinson, uh, yeah, they, they were together, I guess, in, uh, in Columbus 
So, you know, and Atkinson has endorsed him, which, you know, you would expect. But, no, I think Tortorella's a good coach. I, you know, I, maybe they improve a little bit in the points uh, in the standings, but the overall roster I don't think is better than it was, you know, it certainly isn't better than it was, you know, a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs and won around. Well, we do know that the Eagles roster is a lot better than it was last year. There's a lot of optimism about the Eagles. I think the over-under had been 8.5. Now it's 9.5. And and I'm frankly telling you right now, I'm going over 9.5 for the Eagles. What's your feeling about the birds? My understanding, Chet, is the reason it went to 9.5 is because you were going over and all that (laughs) money came in uh, on the over. Uh, So they, they had to move the line. Um, yeah, there is, there is high optimism there. I, uh, um, obviously it's about the quarterback, but there's, there's other parts to that team that they've added. Um, I'm most curious. I mean, AJ Brown for sure. Uh, I'm going to be curious training camp of of N'Kobe Dean, a linebacker that they got in the third round who, you know, had some slippage because of, um, uh, injury concerns, but you know, it's not often that the Eagles draft and develop running uh, linebackers. Um, and he was terrific at Georgia. And boy, I, I, I'm curious to see his transition, you know, his rookie year, whether he can, he can be a guy who's on the field for the majority of snaps if he has a good training camp. And then there's Jordan Davis, uh, the new rookie defensive tackle. He's a big guy. Uh, people are wondering whether he's a four down guy because he's good against the run, but not necessarily a great pass rusher yet. Uh, what are you thinking about Dor- uh, Jordan Davis? Jordan Davis. Uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I, I'd like the idea of him maybe not having to play all the snaps of, of learning. Cause that's a, that could be a difficult position. You put a lot of pressure on him uh, uh, to, to, to be a four snap uh, four down guy. Uh, or full, you know, pass rush and, and run stopper. So I, I I don't mind taking it a little slower uh, with Jordan Davis. You know, that said, he's got tremendous physical skills, tremendous upside. Uh, but you know, he's the defensive line should be should have enough in it where he doesn't have to come in and be a star. Yeah, how's Hassan Reddick going to fit in? I guess he'll be a defensive end slash outside linebacker. Is he going to be a good fit for the Birds? Well, yeah, I think so, uh, Chet, because he, you know, he, he can, he can rush the passer and he, you know, he's, he's mobile enough that from what I remember, from what I saw, the little I saw of him in uh, Arizona, that he could cover a little bit. So I I think that that Reddick and, and I, I really like the idea of of having um, uh, somebody of of his pedigree of, of, of his leadership. Um, where you do have some young guys on that defense. And you, you do have some, you know, older guys, especially in the secondary. Uh, but I, I like the idea of him off the field as much uh, as on the field, because I think he could be, you know, a terrific leader for that defense. Well, you mentioned Jalen Hurts at the outset. And, uh, of course, all the focus is going to be on him when the season begins. He's got some new weapons. Uh, we heard that Derek Gunn report the other day, quoting a source that he did not look good at all one day in OTAs. What do you make of that? And what are you expecting from Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know what to make of that. I'm, I'm not down there. I wasn't at the OTAs. Um, you know, if, if Derek's reporting it, then it's it's got some starch to it. it you know, certainly has some validity to it. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I like Jalen Hurts personally. Um, because I think he's a winner. Now, whether that translates into him, you know, being able to complete 63% of his passes, um, you know, and win 11 games, I'm not sure. But, but I like I like the idea of the, the quarterback being, you know, him being able to command not only the huddle but the room. And I think that what he did uh, at Alabama, kind of the way he handled the Tua situation, you know, being pulled in the in the uh, at the end of the season, coming in to win a championship uh, against Georgia. Just the way he handled those situations, the maturity level uh, of him uh, certainly has the physical skills, um, you know, at the collegiate level. I mean, he's got the physical skills at the professional level, for sure. Uh, Sustaining it for 17 games is another question. And that's that is obviously the biggest question. But getting A.J. Brown, um, I think, is going to help Uh, if there is a commitment to the running game. I think it'll help Uh, having a. 
coach, you know, in his second year, I think is is going to help. So, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm over nine and a half. And I think this is a playoff team. All right. Uh, lastly, the 76ers, uh, again, a second round playoff exit, James Harden coming back, taking one for the team. He's taking less money. Uh, the Sixers have made some additions. Are they going to be better? Can they actually improve and go a little further next season? That's the key is Harden. If you ask me, I, I mean, you know, it seems like they're, they're keeping the nucleus maxi, you know, have another year with him, but, but the idea of, of Harden having a full year with Embiid, you know, there was the chemistry was there at the very beginning until defenses figured them out. Uh, Harden, frankly, there should be no excuses this upcoming year. We'll have a full training camp together. Um, They're they're not going to have to learn on the fly. Um, Everybody's there should be a comfort level there. Um, So, yeah, I I think the Sixers are going to be better. Obviously, everything matters in that sport in May and June, May, and, you know, hopefully get to June. But the idea of them being able to coalesce uh, for, you know, the better part of a year, a full year, um, and the idea that Harden took less money, I, I find that interesting, too. Because he's, you know, he's at the, in the twilight of his career. He's he's older than younger, for sure, like most of us. Mm. Um, and he sees this, and he sees Embiid, and he sees Maxi, and he sees the improvement um, that that team, you know, or at least the optimism that that, that team that's the way I read the tea leaves that if he's willing to take a little bit less money, then maybe he sees something there too. Well, we mentioned that you're up at this uh, sports betting expo up at the Meadowlands. What's the uh, situation with betting these days? Is it continuing to grow? Most States have it now as a, you know, a legal option. Uh, are, are people betting even more and more every year now? Well, yeah, it's about 30 states that have uh, sports betting. Uh, among the, the bigger states that don't are California, Texas, and now Florida, which had it for a little while. It's all screwy down there. Um, people are betting, yes, at, at ridiculous amounts. Um, um, you know, the, the question then becomes, you know, the problem gamblers, uh, the compulsive gamblers. I think that is the key in the next step, the next five years is is managing that part of it um getting kids that are you know are now exposed to it they can't watch a game as we talked about earlier with drew Brees, you know celebrating a bet why is why are they betting you know there's there's that to me is the next step educating the kids about why yeah it's fun but it can be dangerous and i think that there needs that level of education to younger kids uh, I'm talking grade school and high school of, of letting them know whether it's, whether it's in school or there, there's gotta be some mechanism where, you know, as much as we celebrate betting and I'm, I, you know, I enjoy putting a bet down as much as anyone else, that there's a dangerous part of this and mm-hmm. it's not all winning 18 parlays. That doesn't happen. The reason they advertise come and bet in 18 parlays because the odds are way, way, way against you. And I, that needs to be spelled out to the novice better and, and all around the country, not just in Pennsylvania and Jersey. Well, Ed, tell everybody what you're up to. We know you took the buyout a while back from the Inquirer Daily News, but now you're back doing some uh, freelancing for them? Yeah, for sure. I'm doing uh, freelance sports betting stuff. Um, uh, a couple of days a week, uh, you know, news comes up. Uh, there was controversy, Chet. You probably were involved in this when – uh, Joey Chestnut ate 74. The line was on Joey Chestnut eating 74 and a half hot dogs. Somebody rushed the stage. He only <laughs> ate 63. So the sports books gave some money back because they felt like, oh. I mean, it, but that did happen. And so yeah. there's always goofiness uh, that's happening in, in the sports betting world. There's always something outrageous. Um, so, you know, the, uh, uh, the inquirer fellows, Mike Wang and, and uh, and Gary Petoskey, you know, uh, allow me to, to to write a little bit about sports betting. Um, and obviously, we're in a little bit of a downtime now because it's only baseball, WNBA, uh, tennis, uh, the U.S. Open. I mean, uh, the British Open uh, starting Thursday. So there's there's some things to happen, but it'll really obviously kick in, uh, you know, starting in late August. Well, I'm going to let you go, Ed, but I do have one final question, and it happens to be about a bet. 
I bet the over on the Phillies, 86 and a half wins. They're kind of right on pace for that. Will I make some money on that bet this year or not? Uh, Jim, can you repeat that? Yes, I said I bet over for the Phillies, 86 and a half wins. How am I doing? How am I looking? You got me? Uh, one more time if you can. I got yes. you now. The Phillies over under 86 and a half. I went over. Ah, uh, where are they at now? 46 and 42. I, yeah, I like 46. So that's 86. I mean, you're going to be bagging a little bit. You got, yeah. you know, you got to, can't be losing series to the Cubs and the Marlins. Mm -hmm. Uh, and certainly can't get swept tonight. I mean, every game is going to count. But if I had the number, yeah, I would 86, I'd be over 85 and a half. Okay. 88 and a half, I don't know, but I think you're going to be in the ballpark. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Thank you, Ed. Have fun up at the Meadowlands. All right, Jim. All right. Be Take well, care. buddy. Bye-bye. Ed Barkowitz from the Inquirer slash Daily News. And uh, with a not so great connection up at the Meadowlands, but we got through it. We had a, a great chat about all the Philly teams and a little bit about sports betting. And Ed is confident that I will make a little money on both the Phillies and Eagles with my over bets this year. I hope so. Ah, let's talk about Allstate because, you know, we're all kind of worried about the gas prices. The good news is they are coming down, but still a lot of us not driving quite as much as we used to because of those high prices. So Allstate has a pay-as-you-go auto insurance plan. It puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay-per-mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay-per-mile car insurance by calling your local agent. In Westchester, Pennsylvania, that is Dave Lavoie. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. And now comes the time of the program where we tell you about the Irish Rover. And boy, we have a lot to talk about this week with the Rover. We made the announcement last week, Bill and I, that with our 400th Philly Press Box radio show fast approaching and Bill being up north for a while, even though he's not here tonight, he is still up in the Delaware or Cape May area or somewhere. We're going to be marking that milestone, 400 shows with a live show at the Irish Rover. It is our third time doing a show there, but it's our first one in just about three years. Now, the last time, let's see, that was back in, uh, I think, August of 2019. And we were there somewhere. I can't find the, the picture of the, the three of us, me, Bill, and Fred, but we were there. And now we've got this 400th show Coming up, Bill and I will be there, as will Big Al Zafiri. And it's going to be great. I'll tell you, we're hoping Joey Sheeran from Edge of Philly stops by as well. Maybe some other folks from the Edge of Philly Sports Network. There will be Miller Lite beer specials, giveaways, a chance to win Phillies tickets. We'll get the audience involved with some sports trivia stuff. There's no cover charge. There's inexpensive beer. There's great food available. And, hey, us. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. It starts this Sunday at two o'clock at the Irish Rover Station House. And if you don't know, it is uh, on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorn, right near the train station there, which is why they call it the Irish Rover Station House. So we hope to see a lot of you folks there because I know a lot of you live in the area. So if you can possibly make it out, please do so. As I said, we're going to have giveaways, a chance to win Phillies tickets. Uh, you can buy a cheap shirt like this one for 10 bucks or, you know, this nice red one that we've had. We got maybe 15 or so left of various colors and styles, but we're going to blow them out. $10. Okay. $10 for a Philly press box radio t-shirt. If we have it in your size, because we do have, you know, for medium up to two X in some of the styles and sizes. So, you know, hopefully it'll be one that you want and we will have, all we have there Sunday at the Irish Rover. We can't wait to be there and we hope that you are there with us as well. So uh, we will see you Sunday for that. We will continue with the program right after we hear from my buddy, Willie. Hey everybody, it's Willie Nile here and you're listening to Chet and Bill on Philly Press Box Radio. You lucky people. 
All right, Willie. Good to see Willie again. I did not get to see him in Asbury Park when he was there a few weeks ago, and that's a bummer. And then he was at the Sellersville Theater later last week. Couldn't make it there. I mean, I have seen Willie 24 or 25 times now, but I'll probably see him another 20 times uh, over the next decade because Willie loves to tour and do shows, and uh, he's great. He's just so much fun when you see him in concert. Let's talk a little more Phillies. Bryce Harper, as you know, voted in by the fans. Uh, as the National League designated hitter, even though it's just kind of a ceremonial thing at this point because, of course, he's got that broken thumb. So he's still going to be out till at least mid-August, probably late August or maybe September 1st. But he's insistent he will be back before the season is over, and the Phillies hopefully will still be very much in the wild card race or even better. So hopefully he will be back by late August. And the same with Gene Segura. He is progressing. And... Uh, Ranger Suarez uh, has the had the little condition last week that forced him to miss a couple of starts. He's looking pretty good for hopefully return this weekend. But from what I hear from Jason Stark, Zach Eflin is not doing quite as well. And according to Jason, Zach Eflin may not be back right away. So we have to keep an eye on that. In the meantime, we got to go with you know these occasional bullpen games and uh, you know the, the Sanchez and the Bailey Falter. So that's not a great thing, but they do have Wheeler on the mound tonight. And as we said, when we were talking to Ed, this is a must win, in my opinion, got to win this one, snap the three game skid before you get Thursday off. And then you go to Miami for the weekend ahead of the all-star break. Aaron Nola, not an all-star. And I'm fine with that. I mean, his ERA is certainly a lot better this year than it had been last year. And he's been great up until the last start recently. So a lot of good pitchers though in the national league, but Zach Wheeler, a definite snub. Zach is just having a great season. Eight and four, 2.46 ERA going into tonight's game. Not sure what they're doing tonight, but that is a bummer for Zach. He should be there. But on the bright side, he can now rest up and get set to open the second half, the post-All-Star game half of the season, help uh, get the Phillies back on track early next week because the schedule gets easier, actually, for the Phillies, and hopefully they'll pile up a bunch of wins and you know move firmly into playoff contention. Now, uh, Eagles, we mentioned that the Eagles are opening camp in 12 or 13 days from now. So that's always exciting. People love it when we get the daily stories out of Eagles camp. And I mentioned to Ed that the over-under went from eight and a half to nine and a half for the Eagles. And no, Ed, it's not because I laid so much money on the over. I did take uh, the Eagles also to win the NFC East. So I'm hoping to be a rich man come early January. I didn't bet that much, but I did bet on the Eagles winning the NFC East and winning more than eight and a half games because I got it at eight and a half. Uh, it's a 17 game season now, and I do think they're certainly a 10 win team at minimum. I hope I'm right. Um, if you're wondering regarding the rest of the NFC East, the Giants, well, the over under there, according to I believe this is DraftKings, seven for the Giants. The Washington Commanders, it's eight. And the stinking Dallas Cowboys, wait for it, 10. So, yeah, Vegas has Dallas going at 10 as far as the over-under. The Eagles at 9.5. Yeah, there was that report the other day, all the commotion regarding a Derek Gunn report, a second-hand report, you know, him quoting a source at OTAs a few weeks back that Jalen Hurts really struggled in seven-on-seven drills on this one particular day that the observer was there. Um, you know, they said uh, he threw some incompletions, some interceptions, and based on a clock count of, you know, four or five seconds or whatever, that he was sacked three out of the the 10 plays. Not an actual sack because there's no contact, but uh, just based on the timing, he would have been sacked. I'm not going to make too much of it. I love Derek Gunn. He's a great reporter, but it's friggin' OTAs. It's seven on seven. It's, you know, June or July when this happened. We got a long way to go before the games start uh, and they really matter. In fact, if you're keeping track, we are exactly this many days away from the Eagles season opener on September 11th. This many right here, 60. Yeah, that's Chuck Bednarik standing over Frank Gifford in 1960, as it turned out. But we are exactly 60 days. That is eight and a half weeks away from the Eagles season opener on September 11th. Always good to see a picture of Chuck Bednarik, right? Well, we have reached the middle of July, and that means that Bill and I are about to start working on our annual Hall of Fame editions. This will be our ninth class, all right? 
ninth class. We've been doing this uh, since the very beginning back in 2014. I'm going to put this up right now. You don't have to memorize it. It might even be too small for you to read, especially if you're watching us on a phone. But we have already 45 Philadelphia athletes in our little Hall of Fame. We put in 10 the first year with help from fans uh, and then five each of the subsequent years. Last year, it was Eric Allen, Ryan Westbrook, Randall Cunningham, John LeClaire, and Ryan Howard. And now this year, we're going to add we're talking about maybe cutting it down to three because it's starting to get a little bloated. So maybe we will just do three this year, but um, we're going to figure out who to leave on the ballot from past years and who to perhaps add to the ballot this year's. But what I can tell you is that these guys will definitely not be on the ballot this year. Ilya Brizgalif, Charles Shackelford, Namdi Asamoa, Danny Watkins, Aaron Altair, and Dominic Brown. None of those folks will be on the ballot to get potentially voted into our Philly Press Box Radio Hall of Fame. Just not going to happen. All right. Let's give a shout out right now to all the other shows on the Edge of Philly Sports Network. As usual, we are just loaded up with all of that. Uh, do I have the graphic? Because I always seem to forget to. Oh, of course I don't. I forgot to put it on there again. I don't know why I do that, but every week I forget. But there, there are shows pretty much every night. You know that. And the big news is uh, we have recently combined with the guys at Devereaux Sports, so they're doing a couple of shows on our network this week. And Freddie Burns is back with Joey and Big Al this evening. That is Wednesday evening at 8.30. Freddie Burns, of course, uh, having deal the last several months with uh, you know his young son having cancer. The good news is he is recovering and doing very well now in remission and so freddie is making a return to the airways this evening way to go freddie burns you know that we love you all right um i want to mention also that i still want us to beef up our followers on youtube if you're watching right now and you don't follow us on our youtube channel please remedy that situation right now uh, I want to get up to 200 by the end of the year. We've gone from like 100 at the start of the year up to 147. That's not good enough. Come on. I know you're out there watching. Our numbers show that it's the case. So go to our YouTube channel, Philly Press Box Radio, and hit that subscribe button. It's absolutely free. And, you know, the more subscribers we get, it makes me happy, just like beer does. Okay? So subscribe to our YouTube channel, Philly Press Box Radio. If you're wondering, because it is summer, Lionel Kugel, Summer Shandy, again, this evening. One of my summer go-tos. Look what we got for you now. Random. I feel like I'm just talking to myself, but I know there are people out there. So thank you all for watching and listening. And that sound is, well, the sound for another Random Chet segment. And we are going to talk. Bill is probably glad he's not here for this one because I'm going to talk about television shows and this year's Emmy nominations that were unveiled Tuesday morning. So yeah, Bill, just get out of here. Even if you're watching, don't even watch for the next two and a half minutes because I'm talking about TV shows and I'm talking about Emmy nominations. The list of nominations dominated this year by shows that are on premium channels or streaming services. For example, the leader with 25 nominations is Succession, on HBO. Now, I hear it's great. A lot of people have told me about it, and I would love to watch it, but I just haven't gotten around to it as yet. A couple of comedies got 20 nominations each. The HBO series, The White Lotus. I did watch that one. Very, very good. It was supposed to be a limited series, but I think they are bringing it back now for a second season with a predominantly different cast, just one or two holdovers. Very funny, though. On Apple TV Plus, of course, Ted Lasso getting 20 nominations. That is a huge hit, and it's a show that I know I would love. But I've only seen a few highlights, unfortunately. Haven't seen any more than that. Now, of all the shows nominated in the best drama and best comedy categories, there's only one that is on the traditional big four networks. So let me see if I can pull this up for you. Yeah, the Emmy nominations for this year. Uh, Better Call Saul is the only one of the drama series on that list that I actually have seen. Uh, much as I would love to see Stranger Things, I think I saw the first two episodes uh, like four years ago when it started. Haven't seen any since. Heard great things about Ozark. It's on my list to watch, but I haven't gotten to it. And in addition to Succession, Severance, I understand, is very, very good. I did check out Euphoria, uh, Euphoria once. Uh, that's a little too uh, bizarre for me. Don't need to see 
teenagers and young adults doing drugs and getting in all sorts of trouble. Better Call Saul is fantastic. And as far as the uh, outstanding comedy series, you know that I love Curb Your Enthusiasm because I was a big Seinfeld guy and Larry David. And I've seen some of Barry. That's pretty good. Abbott Elementary is another one that I have watched. Uh, it is set in Philadelphia. It is a sitcom. It's on ABC, and it is pretty good. One season down for that one. Many more to come, I'm sure. Check it out, and uh, good luck to all of them. Now, among the dramas, as I said, Breaking Bad, the, the Breaking Bad prequel, Better Call Saul, now in its final season, I do love, and I'm going to be watching that for the next several weeks until that one winds down. Um, by the way, shame on you, Emmys people. Curb your enthusiasm, or not curb, uh, zero nominations for This Is Us. You know I'm a big fan of This Is Us. It's just a terrific show, and it just wrapped up its final season, and it got one nomination. It wasn't even a major one, so shame on you, Emmy Award folks, for that one. If you're wondering, the 74th Emmy Awards will air on September 12th on NBC, and that happens to be a Monday evening this year. Yeah, they're moving it to a Monday, and it'll be going up against week one of Monday Night Football. So, folks, you have a decision that night. Do you watch the Broncos and Seahawks, or do you watch the Emmy Awards? Don't answer that. Bill would just be killing me right now if he were here. Do we have any fresh comments that I need? Uh, don't watch, don't watch. I assume he means uh, some of these series that I mentioned. Joe likes Peaky Blinders. Uh, some people do love Abbott Elementary. Jane is a big fan of Abbott Elementary. She likes a good comedy, and it's set in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I mentioned our Joe, our buddy Joe likes Peaky Blinders. Uh, I have not seen that, but I know some people do like. And why does Joe not watch some of these other shows? This is why. He says, because they suck. How dare you? How dare you, Joe? Shame on you. Ah. <sighs> All right, so we had Ed Barkowitz on with us tonight, and I would tell you who's going to be here next Wednesday, but we're not going to do a show next Wednesday. That is because we are doing our special, special show this Sunday live at the Irish Rover. I'm going to tell you again what's going to happen. We are going to do our show at 2 o'clock on Sunday, and as I noted, Big Al Zafiri will be there. We're going to bring him on the air with us at times. And hopefully Joey Sheeran from EOP will be there also. Maybe even Freddie can stop by. Who knows? And anybody else who's available from the EOP network, stop by. Say hello. We'll we'll talk to you. We'll do some trivia. We'll have some fun. And again, there will be Miller Lite beer specials. $2, folks, for a draft. $3 for bottles. We will play some trivia to give away stuff, courtesy Miller Lite. And maybe you will win a uh, bunch of Phillies tickets, too. I don't know if it's a two-pack or a four-pack, but they do have Phillies tickets to give away. And we will have these $10 Philly Press Box Radio t-shirts available. And we will also give one away through some sort of a contest. Still working on all the, the final details. But I would suggest getting there before 2 o'clock because I think we're going to have a nice crowd there. I really do. So get there, you know, maybe 1 o'clock so you can get a seat, order some food. They have terrific wings, by the way. Terrific wings. Sweet and sour wings, my personal favorite. Um, and I'm going to warn you right now, you're going to see probably two or three promos from me and Bill over the next four days. So between Thursday and Sunday, going to be a lot of promos because we want to see all of you at the Irish Rover on Sunday. All right, the Flyers. Um, we did not have a great day in terms of Flyerville. They dropped out of the Johnny Goudreau uh sweepstakes he is not going to be a flyer but we do have justin braun back and some other defenseman who has like a minus 76 career plus minus rating uh flyers fans are not happy and i understand why and most people want fletcher gone remember when a lot of people hated howie the howie rosen the eagles gm a couple of years ago well he's had a couple of good off seasons chuck fletcher has not and most flyers fans would love to see chuck fletcher run out of town and quite frankly, I think I'm kind of joining that bandwagon as well because the Flyers were very difficult to watch last season and they will very likely be tough to watch next season unless Carter Hart can stand on his head pretty much every single night. So I'm not expecting a great Flyers season going forward. <sighs> what I am ready for, though, is to go out to Canton, Ohio and Cleveland in early August. The Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend is the weekend of August 6th 
Um, Bill's going to be in Atlantic City coming up very soon for the National Sports Memorabilia and Collector Show. That is actually the preceding weekend, July 28th to the 31st at the Convention Center in AC. So if you're looking for Bill, you don't see him tonight, but hopefully you'll see him Sunday at the Irish Rover. And then uh, the weekend of July 28th through the 31st, he'll be at the Convention Center in AC. So if you're a collector or just looking for something to do, stop on by, say hello to Bill and Chip Brady. Uh, they will be there, booths 2916 and up through 2920. He says there will be over 125 signers, many Hall of Famers from all sports. Coach Vermeil will be there as well, and that will be the week before I see Coach Vermeil out in Canton. Uh, speaking of that, this is one of the great trips from Philly sports trips. Uh, it's an excursion the weekend of August 5th to Cleveland and then Canton. That is sold out, so don't even try to get that. Uh, on your schedule. I'm in. You're too late. I'm sorry about that. Uh, they do have some other late summer and fall trips still available, though, including a trip to Pittsburgh the weekend of July 30th to see the Pirates and Phillies play out at PNC Park. And there's a September trip to Wrigley Field for the Phils and Cubs. In addition, there's a Sons of Ben soccer trip to London and Leeds in early September. Check that out. And, of course, um, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Philly Press Box or Philly Sports Trips will be going to all of the Eagles road games this year. I am having the toughest time getting the fingers to do the walking here. Uh, Philly Sports Trips Eagles. There we go. All right. Yeah, all the road games this year, including the opener, September 11th in Detroit. And that September 25th game is filling up rapidly at FedEx Field, and they only have a few spots left. And you know why? Because we're going to get to boo Carson Wentz. We assume that week three he will still be the starter for those Washington commanders. So uh, a lot of – I think there's something like 400 people already signed up through Philly Sports Trips to go to that one. And then all the remaining road games as well, Arizona, Houston, Indianapolis – New York, Chicago, and Dallas. Some of them by bus, some of them by plane, of course. So check that out, phillysportstrips.com. And on a side note, let me wish congratulations to Vince Rizzuto and his lovely wife on their birth today of their second daughter. That's right, eight and a half pounds, Serafina, her name. So Serafina Rizzuto entered the world today and uh, she can't wait to meet her bigger sister who is at home. So congrats to the Rizzuto family on the birth of that beautiful baby girl who I saw on Facebook today. All right. The Raz room, you know, what's going on at the Raz room, right? All sorts of things. They post great sports memorabilia and everything else on their Facebook page. So people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to all items do come with certificates of authenticity they have continued to run out great, uh, great, auto I don't know what this says because there's something missing here, but they run out great promos and there's great odds of you winning. Who doesn't like to win? I need a copywriter here. Check out their Facebook page. Like it. Follow it. PPCC118 Razroom. That is right. PPCC118 Razroom on Facebook. See, the problem here is Bill usually reads that one. And so something got lost in the translation there. Sorry, Bill. Yeah, PPCC 118 Raz Room. Some odds and ends as we get closer to wrapping up the show. LaShawn McCoy, Shady, celebrated his 34th birthday on Tuesday. He is, of course, retired now. A shame that Chip Kelly got rid of him when Shady was still very much in his prime. 11,100-plus rushing yards for his career. That is 22nd all-time among running backs. Is he a Hall of Famer? I say yes. Uh, I don't know if you agree, but I say, yes, he is a Hall of Famer. So Shady McCoy, happy birthday. Bet you a couple of times and uh, hope you're doing well and enjoying retirement. Oh, Jane volunteering to, to be a copyright. Jane, that is never, ever going to happen. I've seen your writing. So no, Jane. No, no, no. Um, speaking of birthdays, Harrison Ford is 80 years old today. Can you believe that? Harrison Ford is 80. The great. Han Solo and uh, all of the, the Raiders movies. So happy 80th, Harrison Ford. Um, there was talk this week about the possibility of Philadelphia getting a WNBA team. Can the city of brotherly love support a women's 
pro hoops team. I have no idea. I don't know if it's desired. I don't know, you know, how big a demand there is, but who knows? And I don't know if it's going to happen anyway. Oh, we lost somebody the other day uh, who's a favorite actor of a lot of people. That, of course, would be that James Kahn. We know him from back in the day uh, when he did that little football movie, which I'll get to. But, of course, The Godfather, parts one and two. Thief. Misery. I loved the movie Misery. Uh, he and Kathy Bates. A Bridge Too Far. Elf. Yes, I loved Elf. And that is one of his great movies. Don't don't fight me on that. And, of course, yeah, Brian's song, the Brian Piccolo story that was on ABC as a TV movie and became something of a classic. So, yes, rest in peace, James Kahn. And it is official now with Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland and his star fading rapidly. Uh, we got the announcement Tuesday. There will not be any more of those Baker at home progressive insurance commercials. I know how upset everyone is about that news or not. Probably not. All right. You know what? I'm going to wrap it up nine minutes early tonight because I've been talking for 51 minutes straight and I'm not used to that. Thank God we have a beer to wash it down here. I do hope to see everybody that's in the area this coming Sunday, two o'clock at the Irish Rover Station House on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne. It's a great place. Great food. Um, in fact, uh, I don't know if Joe has actually been there or not, but our buddy Joe did comment that the wings are damn good. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, we, we are almost at the top of the hour. Close enough, right? So we would like to thank tonight's special guest, Ed Barkowitz, our sponsors of the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, the PPCC 118 Raz Room, Philly Sports Trips, and Dave Lavoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester. For Bill Furman, I'm Jim Chesco. Call me Chet. Hope you enjoyed this show. And we'll join us this Sunday at the Rover and then two weeks from tonight back in our regular Wednesday time slot at 7 p.m. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have our phillypressboxradio.com page carrying the shows, blog talk radio still. We're on Google Podcasts and, yes, our YouTube channel and all sorts of other places. So that's all I got. I hope everybody has a great week. And I really, really, really do hope I see you this Sunday. And because the Eagles are starting up again soon, let's go with this to wrap it up tonight. See you, everybody. Let's do the song. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.